Welcome to the Atheist Experience. I am your host, Russell Glasser, and with me today is the uh, inimitable Phil Sessions. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Speaking of I wonder, I wonder how this hair yeah. is looking. Yeah. It looks okay. fantastic. <laughs> Why do you even ask? <laughs> today is Sunday, April 30th, 2017. We are a live call-in internet-based atheist TV show broadcasting from Austin, Texas, dedicated to promoting positive atheism, and the separation of church and state. You can catch us live every Sunday on YouTube or Ustream. The official Atheist Experience website is atheist-experience.com. You can also provide feedback by commenting on the official show blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP. Email us at tv at atheist-community.org or join the Atheist Experience official discussion group on Facebook. If you enjoy this show, please check out our related podcast, The Nonprofits, currently airing on the first and third Wednesdays of this month. Uh, every month, you can find links at the Atheist Experience website. And you can listen on YouTube or Ustream, same as this show. And the next nonprofits will be recorded on Wednesday, May 3rd. Um, guests are welcome to show up on Wednesdays at the Atheist Community of Austin building. Just check the ACA website or uh, Google Maps knows where we are. As always, the cast and crew of the Atheist Experience will be going to dinner at after the show at Star of India at 2900 West Anderson Lane. And honestly, Google Maps knows that one, too. Uh, we'll be arriving around 6.15 or so, and uh, all atheists and atheist-friendly people are welcome to show up. Uh, we are going to have a membership meeting two weeks from today. Uh, that is May 14th. It's going to be at the Austin History Center, where we normally do our lecture series. Um, so if you would like to come and vote on the new board and also some proposed changes, which are now posted up at uh, the Facebook group, uh, uh, the uh, sorry, the Atheist Community of Austin Facebook group, right? Mm -hmm. You posted it. Yes. Uh, as well as uh, emailed to all members, as well as posted on the official show blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a party, and uh, you can uh, exert your power by voting for people. <laughs> Boy, I'm making it sound exciting, not that. <laughs> um, and that's what's going on with me. What's awesome. up with you? Well, all right. Um, this has been we, a lot, actually, today. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, we had uh, Austin Atheists Helping the Homeless was this morning mm -hmm. um, at 9.15 this morning. We helped about 200 folks down there uh, under the I-35 bridge. I'm going to eventually move yeah. this from my mic because I hear it knocking against uh, the poor thing. Yeah, but, you uh, need to, um, <laughs> let's see, your headphones, something. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. don't know. We're, we're, we're going to figure that out. We're just going <laughs> to. Uh, 
I don't know. Right. We'll work it out. But anyway, so uh, that was this morning, and after that, I went over into um, Austin Oasis. For those mm-hmm. that aren't aware, uh, Oasis is a secular, uh, secularly minded meeting that happens in various cities across the United States, and there's one uh, that's here in Austin. And so every Sunday they meet at 1030, uh, from 1030 to 12, and then they'll go to lunch afterwards. Yeah. And so if you want more information about that, you can go on Facebook and search Austin Oasis there to try to see if it's something that you'd like to do or something you're interested in uh, trying. We also had our uh, Keep Austin Beautiful, our street cleanup for the ACA uh, this morning. Uh, one of our poor volunteers went to the wrong uh, Half Price Books location. No, oh, no. <laughs> and so she put a message about that, but I went ahead and uh, we did the cleanup. And Is it the same place every week? Um, well, every um, we we have two locations, and so we alternate one location. Uh, so we our north one on Burnett will be next month. This month was the southern location mm-hmm. uh, down there at Lamar. So uh, at Lamar and Barton Skyways, where we be- begin that. So, uh, and as always, as I uh, do on the show, I go over the upcoming events, volunteer events, or whatever that's going on, because uh, that's what I love to do. So here we go. I I. Oh, Don't what? remember to uh, mention your title at the ACA when you, when we're hosting together. <laughs> you are the uh, volunteer coordinator, is that right? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. It's what I do. Uh, I do a lot, a lot of coordinating, a lot of volunteering just in general. So. Yeah, you do an amazing job. It's <laughs> what I love to do. So here we go. Let's get it started. Right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of amazing... <laughs> Uh, no pressure or anything, but we have our good friend uh, Rebecca Witzman on the phone today. Okay. Rebecca, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, awesome. So we have, the, unlike random callers, we actually ha- made Rebecca call in for a reason. <laughs> uh, we, we we gently requested her uh, yes. <laughs> and asked if she would be available uh, to call into the show, but... Uh, for those of you that uh, aren't familiar with uh, Rebecca, uh, some of you might uh, recognize that name back from uh, quite a few years ago, the uh, CNN interview with uh, Wolf uh, Blitzer. Although uh, I feel self-conscious that, about bringing that, that up because, yeah. like, Rebecca does so much other she stuff does, that it does, feels yeah. bad to just <laughs> right, mention right. her by one YouTube meeting yeah. that happened. And, and that's, <laughs> that's exactly why I was going to shift right into uh, but what she's um, doing now, which is amazing. Uh, in my opinion, she is the uh, humanist disaster recovery uh, team. Is it a leader or coordinator for Free Foundation Beyond Belief, Rebecca? Coordinator. Oh, awesome, awesome. But I'm also, I, I'm also the team leader on the ground whenever we deploy. So Sorry, Phil. I'm going to get in your personal space for a sec. <laughs> All right. The control room wants you to run this behind your head and put oh, it on the it other is. side. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that should fix the sound issues. Okay. Well, cool. But, uh, but yeah, Rebecca, uh, if you could, um, just tell us a, a little bit about, um, the program, because y'all have a, a large project that's coming up that, uh, you were kind enough to let me know, and, uh, and it's something that I'll be participating in. So if you could, uh, give us kind oh, of a I'm rundown for it. I'm excited to hear that. Uh, yes. So we, uh, have our second deployment coming up. It's going to be in Louisiana. Um, this past fall, uh, as some people might remember, Foundation Beyond Belief, uh, raised money. After the flooding in Louisiana, uh, specifically, we're going to Denham Springs. They were one of the hardest hit. Uh, one of the problems with what happened there is uh, it was called the largest natural disaster since Superstorm Sandy. 
Um, a lot of homeowners uh, didn't have flood insurance because a lot of the places that flooded were not in floodplains, and you have to specifically buy flood insurance. So a lot of homeowners right. were not covered by insurance, and they have no way of recovering other than through nonprofit organizations. So we got involved. Um, we raised money for an organization. It's a secular organization called All Hands, um, and they're going to be sponsoring our volunteers. We're going to be out there from May 27th through June 7th, um, and anybody can uh, come out there with us. You don't have to stay for the entire duration. You can, If you can just make it one day, if you can make it for the entire time, that's fine. It's with whatever works for everybody's schedules. Um, and we're just asking that you pay for uh, your transportation to and from the program. But once you're there, uh, you have three meals a day. Uh, snacks and water. You can bring other things if you if you would prefer. Um, and then we have a couple of different types of accommodations available uh, while you're out there. So our uh, partner, All Hands, has a base in which they uh, provide um, sleeping bags and uh, mattress pads on the floor um, at a they have uh, their base at the back of a Baptist church, so that is available to us, and those who would be wanting to stay there and willing to stay there may stay there, but other than that, uh, HDR teams will be providing hotel stays for those who are uncomfortable with that situation, and so, um, yeah, we're going to well, be awesome. out there, and uh, anybody who would be interested right now, you can go to uh, sign up. Uh, there's an application at foundationbeyondbelief.org slash HDR team slash team. And so do you guys have any other questions? Uh, (laughs) Yes, um, I did actually. So for, because, so what can people expect? Like what can they expect to be working on while they're down there uh, at the site? Right now what we're going to be working on is um, installing drywall, uh, drywall and insulation. Although if there are homes that uh, get picked up by our partner that need to be gutted, we might work on gutting as well. Okay. And, and is, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's kind of humorous. The first time that we went on a deployment, we were told only that we would only be working in uh, a certain area, and then we ended up uh, getting switched over to gutting, and so it was a surprise. It was like, surprise, <laughs> gutting day. So I want to make sure to say we might do that. So. I was just looking up the distance from Austin to Baton Rouge because... It's uh, it's Denham Springs. Denham Springs. Oh, I'm sorry. Just past Baton Rouge. Oh, just past Baton Rouge. Rouge. Yeah, okay. So assuming they're in the same general area, it's like a six and a half hour drive from here, which Mm -hmm. is close enough that I'm tempted. But... Rebecca, I am a computer nerd, and I don't know anything about installing drywalls. <laughs> what would <laughs> I worry. be able to do there? Absolutely no one on our previous trip knew what they were doing. But okay. luckily, the people, our partner uh, gives tutorials, and they are on the ground with you at all times. And so they'll walk you through every single thing that you have to do task by task. And then you can grab them and pull them aside and say, is this okay? Did I do this right? And by mm. the time we all left last time, we were all like, thrilled with our new skills and we kept finding weird things where we you know we would see drywall and we'd be like oh i can do a better job than that when we were in random (laughs) buildings so uh there's no skill required okay Um, luckily (laughs) wow that's all you russell (laughs) that's right i am absolutely no skill (laughs) uh i don't know it's it sounds like a thing to do (laughs) 
But yeah, um, I yeah, know- and 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 you can be part of uh, you know the humanist endeavor. <laughs> so that, that's fun. Yeah, too. I mean that's always nice. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be uh, even uh, like I, I was trying to I'm trying to see if uh, the ACA might be interested in doing something, but as that's being worked out, because I know I'm going to go there for sure mm-hmm. at the very least. Like I'll be driving down there. Uh, just period. So you'll okay. de- you'll definitely see me coming down there, not for the entire duration, but probably like for a weekend or uh, you know two or three days or something like that. Uh, the time that no. I can actually go down there and so if I did really? decide to go, we could carpool, right? Yeah, yeah. We actually t- could, I mean, you know, <laughs> you uh, maybe don't want to back slowly away from me on the air, but uh, <laughs> we'll discuss this later, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, yeah, but um, yeah, I just I want to bring you out because I want to uh, just kind of spread the word about that. If any uh, groups out there, any secular organizations, you know, within Texas, I know we have uh, like uh, also, uh, the atheist help and the homeless in southeast te- Texas, which is a lot closer to that side. And of course, a lot of groups that are down there in Houston, like Humanists of Houston, uh, the Houston Oasis group down there, the people that might be interested in uh, helping out to. Um, like an easy way for you to, you know, to get some information and find out more about the project. If you and your group would like to help, then uh, visit the website. Uh, give me the website one more time for me, Rebecca. Yeah, uh, uh, it's foundationbeyondbelief.org/hdrteam/team. Although you can, you know, find it through just going to foundationbeyondbelief.org, or you can email me at hdrteams at foundationbeyondbelief.org. Hdr team. T E A M. Teams. It has yeah, an teams, S plural. At the end. Teams. Okay. Teams. Glad I asked. Multiple teams. <laughs> yeah. And this 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 deployment is actually the first one that makes that uh, name that we came up with years ago make sense. Oh. <laughs> we've only had one team so far, but now this will be our second team. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, that was a real example of thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah. <thanks. laughs> Yeah, but that is awesome. Well, thank you uh, so much for letting us know okay. about it, uh, Rebecca. And I'll, I'll definitely keep you in the loop if uh, we at the ACA decide that we want to do something or get coordinate something together for our part. But um, I look forward, otherwise, I look forward to seeing you there at some point during that duration that you gave. What was it? It was May uh, May 27th through June 7th, so somewhere within that time That's frame. correct. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for much, so much for joining right. us today. Did you have anything else, Russell, you wanted to uh Everything else going well over there? Uh, you know, <laughs> have any amusing run-ins with uh, with theists lately? I mean, this is the atheist experience. You've got a minute to speak oh, your mind oh, if you want no. to. I, I live in the Pacific Northwest now, where basically everybody, you know, if they're theistic, they just assume you're not. Uh huh. So <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's fancy out here. Wow. That's a very. I came from the south. That's a very different assumption. Ah, uh, yeah, here. right. <laughs> Well, I mean, in Austin, it's not maybe so. Yeah, maybe so for Austin, <laughs> I don't, I don't have that many regular run-ins with theistic people here in Austin. If you drive outside the city limits, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to know where you go to church or whatever, and but and uh, invite you to theirs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a question I haven't heard in three years. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. I spent my entire life on. hearing that question, and now, magically, it's been three years, and I haven't heard it once. That must be very pleasant. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, so that sounds like a pitch for people to live in Seattle. <laughs> yes. Move out here. It's great. Uh-huh. Awesome. But uh, as as the coordinator it's for... Atheist you know, Mecca? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
as a prominent official in a uh, uh, openly secular uh, organization, doesn't anything come to you? Uh, I mean, you know, do people ever write in and try to try to fix things? No, what, it sounds what do you like mean? That. fix. Well, I mean, the atheist experience gets messages all the time trying to tell us that Jesus is Lord or whatever. Oh, no, I never I, I never get anything like that. Oh, I basically okay. only get people who are happy that we exist or want to be a part. All right. Well, I'm one of those cool. people. <laughs> Thanks for existing. Yay. <laughs> well, cool. But and, thank and you. Keep oh, sorry, existing, yes. Foundation <laughs> Beyond Belief. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Rebecca. We really appreciate your time and... Uh, you know, yeah. given that information, that was awesome of you. Yeah. Uh, and I will see you on the ground. All right. All okay. right. Next month. I guess, I guess tomorrow's next month, but yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Foundation Beyond Belief. It exists, so it's better than God. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right, Rebecca. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. And Even- I will... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh do you, you have, have anything else? I was going to get to calls already. Whoa, whoa. Just skip over my dates No, here. no, keep going. How dare you? Uh, so uh, just a, a quick rundown of the upcoming volunteer stuff that we have coming up here, and then we'll jump right into it. So on the 13th, that's Saturday, uh, we have another food bank uh, opportunity going on down here in Austin. So if you're interested in that, all the information is either on the website, atheistsavacommunity.org, uh, Meetup or Facebook. That goes the same for all of these that I'm going to mention. So if you want to sign up, just go to that event, and there's a special link because the Central Texas Food Bank requires that you register beforehand through their very specific link that they issued for the Atheist Community of Austin. So if you want to help out, go there, sign up, and it has all the information you need. Um, on the 14th, just the next day on Sunday, is another Austin Atheist Helping the Homeless uh, so you can find more information about that. Um, that's on the same Facebook and Meetup. Also, you can go to austinahh.org, uh, you know, Austin Atheist Helping the Homeless, so austinahh.org. Uh, or you can always search in your uh, browser, atheists with an S dot help. Uh, we'll take you there as well. We'll redirect you to that site. Um, you already mentioned the membership meeting on the 14th as well. That's later on that day. And lastly, the next uh, Texas Ramp Build will be the fourth Saturday, as always. So that's May 27th for this time around. So if you're interested in that, uh, kind of like what Rebecca was saying, there's no experience required. We go over everything um, that you need to do there. So whether you're uh, wanting to learn how to work, uh, you know, the drivers, the drills, the miter saw, uh, the free hand saw, or whatever else, even if you've had no experience with these, uh, we had some new folks last month, uh, well, should I say earlier this month, that had never touched this equipment before, and they did very well. They have all their fingers uh, all their limbs, all, all the important stuff that uh, they had going, they they had coming into it. So they left with everything intact. So it worked out just fine. So if you're interested uh, in that, um, this is the 27th. The sign up on Meetup and Facebook, and also if you just if you don't have either of those, you can just look on the website. And I'll be issuing the date for that, uh, not the date, but the location one week prior to the build. Um, they evaluate uh, different requests that they have the entire month leading up to that build date. So last month, we got assigned a ramp, and then just the next day, we got taken off of that ramp because someone else with a higher priority um, kind of cut in front of someone else that we had already been assigned to. But this, the new individual, he was um, diagnosed with stage four um, cancer and had uh, been relegated to hospice care uh, out of his home. But 
um, his motor function started to degrade very rapidly. Um, and so he has good days and bad days, but on his bad days, it's very difficult for him to walk uh, very hard, let alone get down the steps um, that are in his backyard. And so we helped to build a ramp there um, just a couple of weeks ago on the same day as the March for Science, um, as a matter of fact, the 22nd, uh, to get a little ramp so he can get in and out of his house through that back door at the very least. Um, so that's just the way that it goes. Those changes can happen depending on if somebody gets bumped there. But there's a huge need out there in Travis County, uh, which where Austin is located, and around uh, Texas as well. So if you have a group um, or just you just have a group of people or, you know, work folks or whoever else that wants to uh, get out and contribute to this, um, because in Austin there's years-long waiting lists for people waiting to get ramps. Hmm. Uh, built and there, and the the fact of the matter is they just don't have the people uh, to do so. They have funding, they have donations, they have sponsors like Home Depot and whatever else for lumber and you know to get discounts on that. And but it's just having volunteers to go out there and actually put the things together and you know have a little team out there. So we try to do that every month, sometimes twice a month in a rare instance. But uh, so that's available for you May twenty seventh. And with that, I am done. Okay. Um, all right, Allison in the Netherlands, you are our first caller on the Atheist Experience today. Oh, thank you very much. Um, well, I have, um, I, I am a theistic, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the problems that I am, ever since I am starting in a transition, and I've always been bisexual, because, well, that's the way it works. Um, but I'm very much inclined to to uh, believe in the afterlife, and okay. it's very it's a very weird position because I'm not sure whether there is a God or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I never will be. Um, but I'm somehow on the edge of well, not believing because uh, the promise that uh, has been made to me is that if you accept God as a child, then you get the love from your Lord and he loves you no matter what. And uh, you have, just have to abide by his rules. But at the same time, I'm just getting a, a whole bunch of hate. And self-hate with that. Um, I'm sure people can recognize this or not. Um, so and that's weird. So you say you're not sure if there's an afterlife, and you called an atheist show to talk about it. So uh, are you hoping we'll talk you out of it, or what? <laughs> well, uh, my, my arguments aren't necessarily based on logical life can reason but rather on uh, emotional appeal because uh, it's something I can't wrap my head around Um, yeah that sounds probably really stupid but yeah yeah Um, (laughs) well uh there's probably no afterlife, so it's not a surprise that it's hard to wrap your head around. So, um, what's the question? Um, well, first off, uh, I, I've, I've things so written down. Um, I do 
I got the sense that it's more of a screaming as cat uh, thing, you know. Um, you know, you know, if there's an afterlife or a god, um, just like when if there's a cat. Well, I mean, look, Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment that they came up with to give an example of two states which are basically uh, equally likely, 50-50, and and they are both states that are possible and they're consistent with things that we've observed in the universe before. Um, I think it's a misapplication of that uh, of that term to say that a thing that people just made up stories about and then uh, believe essentially through wishful thinking is uh, a 50-50 chance of actually existing or not. Um, as atheists, we don't necessarily say that there definitely is no afterlife, but there is no particular evidence or reason why we would uh, why would would believe at this time that some element of your personality would continue after the physical death of your body? And I, you know, I know that this sounds harsh and unpleasant to a lot of people, um, but uh, you know, w- wishful thinking isn't a reason to actually believe in something. Mm, that that I that. That I agree with, and mm. um, I, always as a child, I used to bring. I was always carrying a Bible with me, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. uh, as a child, I always thought that the story of uh, Noah's Ark was meant, even in a book, as a fictional story. But the thing that that made me uh, question things was. They, they told me that that was actually a thing that was supposed to happen, or that supposedly happened. I'm like, right. wait, so all those animals <laughs> walked in line and got on a boat? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty unlikely, and yeah. it, it goes way beyond that because... According to the Bible, there was a global flood where, in the specific words of the Bible, uh, water covered up the highest mountains on earth. Um, And it's not just that it sounds like an odd, unusual story. I mean, for one thing, there isn't enough water in the world to actually uh, accomplish that, (laughs) to cover up all the the highest mountains on earth. Um, and theists come up with these weird non-scientific, uh, justifications for it where they, where they invent concepts like a firmament, like, oh, maybe it all evaporated and it went somewhere and it's hanging in the sky. Uh, there's no reason to believe that. And in fact, we've been to space, so we would have noticed that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's perfectly reasonable to think that the stories in the Bible were just stories that people told each other through oral traditions because they you know because they made interesting narratives around a campfire or because they were trying to explain complicated problems that they had no answers for yet. 
or exert yeah. control as well on to other groups of people once mm, yeah once you recognize once you recognize that that can be used as a tool to gain that portion. But Allison, I did want to ask a question. Um, I know on the screen uh, we have it has you listed as a theist, but uh, that you said that you were uh, teetering on the on the fence. But do you have a current belief in a deity of some sort? Uh, or uh, uh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, um, I, I, I feel like I have some kind of purpose in life, and there is some kind of God that has put me to earth, and 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 and, and I am seeing things through His. Uh, no, I'm seeing the world through the through the world. Now, like in the first person. And, now, do you and, do you hold the position right now that in order for you to have that purpose, that a deity would have had to specifically set that purpose for you? Um, or are you free to make your own purpose? Um, well, come, uh, life doesn't come easy, and. Um, Information doesn't come easy as well, and I have the feeling that uh, God um, doesn't necessarily give uh, give me the right information, but expects me to find that information. But there's no reliable way to find it fully out because everyone has some kind of opinion, but opinions are just that, um, and yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you, you've kind of mentioned a few times, like you mentioned earlier, that um, that the belief in afterlife might be based on a, uh, be, not on logical reasons, but just emotional reasons instead. And you uh, kind of also explained there as well that there was no way to verify, you know, this particular deity that you thought, uh, I guess, expected you to know this information, not necessarily give, gave it to you, but know the information, but I, I was trying to kind of nail down where uh, you exist on that scale because you, when I asked if you believed in a deity or not, you referenced uh, your purpose and the fact that you had a purpose, but there's a lot of people living their lives now, um, you know, myself included, that, you know, for my purpose, I want to aid as many people as I can. I want to give back as much as I can uh, to other folks in the world to make this world um, you know, a little brighter for some folks in whatever small way that I can. I can't do much, but that's the way I see myself, and that's the way that I want to live uh, my life. But it was no deity required in that. It was just analyzing the reality around me and looking at the situations that other people are in, and it wasn't necessary to have that uh, necessarily given to me by a deity, you know, whichever uh, one, or a deity set, depending on if you if people believe in multiple deities or not. But regardless of the fact um, you know, I was able to discern my purpose and I'm living my life just fine without uh, divine instruction um, from any deity or deity set. And I was just kind of wondering, you know, where you fell on that um, on that spectrum. Of, I mean, is if it's necessary. After all, it? just before you, we were talking to somebody who's an atheist who was uh, helping to coordinate a big humanitarian effort to help people who are in need, and uh, you know. You don't actually need 
an all-powerful being to tell you that that is a good and satisfying and fulfilling thing for for you to do. Uh, there are lots of choices about the way you live your life uh, that can make you feel fulfilled without needing some kind of external purpose on you. Uh, um, yeah, I, I agree with, with that because um, I'm, I'm not trying to claim the, uh, trying to claim that um, God is necessarily uh, is per se necessary uh, to to I want uh, stuff to do stuff to do good in the world mm-hmm. because well it, it doesn't um, yeah and, um, yeah I'm trying to get my eyes around it um, yeah, I, I I think the mo- the main reason why I'm why I am Questioning at all is um, well, my transition and my sexuality that has made these things a lot more confusing because it says, "Well, you can't be the, you can't be gay, or you can't be gay, but uh, if you do something with it, well, yeah, you have to be put to death." If we if we take the Old Testament, New mm-hmm. Testament, it says you're just an abomination, which. Sounds like the same, but um, yeah, that. And, oh, yeah. I was about to say that yeah. initial point, um, the the point that you just kind of wrote, that is kind of what started me on the path to trying to. That's when I started basically critically analyzing what I had been taught my entire life. Was kind of uh, when I realized that I was gay. I knew that from a very early age, but um, as you just mentioned, I had been taught that you know this was. Um, this was a sin, that this wasn't the way that you're supposed to be, this wasn't the way that God made you, is the phrase that I was told uh, quite a bit, you know, you know um, that you know, you're know you a man, and you're supposed to be a man, and that somehow meant that I was supposed to be straight and date women, et cetera, et cetera, that that was the way that God intended, um, or whatever else. But that is what kind of started me on my search to kind of examine what... Uh, I've been taught and why I was uh, believing this as opposed to all the other religions that were uh, around in the world as well, that people believe just as strongly as I did. Um, And examining that and being honest with myself, I came to that realization that I had no real reason for holding on to this one particular uh, belief, denomination, um, and book rather than accepting a book from someone else just because I was introduced to this as a child that I was always told that this was right, uh, reinforced by everyone around me going to church sometimes twice a week or if not a little bit more depending on what was going on. Uh, but for me, that's where it kind of led me away from my uh, belief and putting it on the same level as all other beliefs in the world, uh, not holding mine specifically in any higher regard than anyone else's. And kind of going at it from there just to take an honest look at myself and um, the other religions around the world. So um, it sounds like that you're still, uh, that you still have some, a, a lot of questions that you're uh, trying to get answered. But um, I would say just to be honest with yourself and be honest uh, in your search, um, be honest in how you're approaching uh, 
uh, this, not to hold that your specific religion uh, in a higher regard, but to actually examine uh, what you believe and look at it critically. And, you know, whatever you come up with, I mean, hey, it's what you come up with, but just to take an honest look at it. Yeah, uh, I, I'd say ask yourself not only what you believe, but also why you believe it, how you came to that conclusion, uh, and step back and take an honest look and evaluate whether what you think, uh, whether you have a justification to think what you think, or if you're just believing something you want to be true. And in addition, I'm um, oh, sorry, uh, as you're looking and you're looking at uh, what Russell was saying, why you're believing in um, a specific um, belief system, uh, see, like, just kind of look at it and see if you can use that same justification to justify your belief in a completely different religion. Is it is it so general that you can apply it to any other religion out there um, and that it could fit and mold into what that religion says as well? Because if that's the case, then that may not necessarily be a good reason for you to stick with the single belief system that you uh, currently may or may not hold to currently. Yes, and uh, uh, the, the thing that also made me question things was, um, um, I believe it was Richard Dawson that said, well, let's say, for example, uh, you, you go all these places, if, you're, if you grew up in Saudi Arabia, you're probably Muslim, if you uh, grew up in America, you're probably Christian, if you grew up in um, uh, India, you probably animals. Uh, and how convenient is it that would it be that you happen to be born in the right place in the right religion? I mean, yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Richard Dawkins has a way with words. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. It it sounds like you are thinking critically about your beliefs, and uh, you know, I wish you good luck figuring out an answer. Uh, maybe we'll talk to you again sometime. Sure, sure. Feel free to call back. All right. Thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate appreciate the show. And uh, yeah, thanks. I love you guys. Good luck All to right, you. Thank you. <laughs> Gerard in Connecticut. How are you today? Hi, Russell. Hi, Phil. How are you guys doing? Good, doing thanks. All right. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, I actually called this last time you were hosting the show. Both of you guys are hosting the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what I want to what I'm wanted to call in today, I want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, atheism, theism, agnosticism, because uh, Matt said a couple things on the show a couple weeks ago that I found problematic. Okay. Um, yeah, which is so the main thing specifically he said that it's impossible uh, not being an atheist or a theist is impossible. Okay, um, I've, I'm not necessarily going to stand behind that statement. Okay, uh, but yeah. I I mean it it's not that I think it's wrong per se, but that I sometimes find it a waste of time to spend a lot of time focusing on the meanings of specific words. Uh, I would rather uh, people come to a clear understanding of of like the concepts behind those words and uh, like what they generally, uh, you know, what what their general philosophical understanding of the concept of God is. So 
maybe maybe um, you will want to call back and argue with Matt about it. Well, I, I'm not going to like you know. I'm not going to try to say why I think Matt said that. Um, okay. But I think there is like a problem with because you know as I call myself agnostic, I think that's a perfectly good term. The thing is though when people push the idea that atheism and theism is a dichotomy and that there's no in-between from nothing well, at all. In, instead of not, talking about what those words actually mean and whether they're actually a dichotomy, I guess my main question is, why does it bother you that much? What's the big deal to you? Because it's, it's incorrect information. It's like okay. when a theist tries to say an atheist is agnostic. Is that not annoying? Is that well, not like incorrect for them to say? Words are imprecise. Sometimes they have multiple meanings, and sometimes when you say a word, even if you think it has a very specific definition, the concept you have around that word isn't the same thing that another person has around the same word. Uh, there are people who have specifically said, I don't call myself an atheist, even though uh, they are... Uh, in every way, the thing that they say about what they believe makes them sound like exactly like what I would call an atheist. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to sit there and say, well, you have, well, <laughs> I'm thinking that this point of view will make Dave Silverman, make me unpopular with <laughs> Dave Silverman specifically, who had this, who had a crowd in Washington uh, shout the word atheists and pump their fists or whatever. Um, yeah, well, that, that's another I, thing. The American atheists would yeah. say, um, they um, say atheism is just lack of belief in God. There's no other definition. It's the one well, definition. Well, they're wrong about that. There's a lot of other definitions. It's just that when okay, I call so I myself to, an I atheist, to, I happen to be—I happen to mean that I don't believe in a God, and anything, and a lot of other things around that word are open for discussion. And I agree with Dave Silverman wholeheartedly that it would be great if more people would feel comfortable and confident about identifying as an atheist. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to encourage that as much as I can. But I don't want to waste time <laughs> haranguing a person because they don't use a particular word. Um, okay, perfect. So... I mean, I mean Perfect. that's all. I'm, but... I'm just glad we're in agreement, though. So, okay. You know, that it isn't that it isn't inherently like a dichotomy or impossible anything. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not going to say like according to one particular definition of atheist, it is definitely true that it. I mean, you know, it it could certainly be said that it is a complete dichotomy. Uh, okay. But I, I mean, a. I don't sit around yelling at people about what words mean. And B, uh, it it strikes me as a, a side issue that is, um, <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me as much as you that Matt or Dave Silverman says that. Okay. Then we can, talk, we can actually talk about what another issue that I think does have to do with core beliefs of Okay. Um, so I'm going to make a controversial claim and say that I think a significant number of atheists don't just not believe in God, but they also believe that no God exists. And I think that's a significant thing. 
Wait, so you're saying that if you call yourself an atheist, then you have to believe for sure that no God exists? No, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying a lot of atheists happen to also believe that. Okay, yeah, a lot of people do say that. There may be some, but at first you said most, and then you said um, a lot. Well, I said a significant number, and Mm -hmm. I would say by a significant number. Um, Because I think, like, one thing I see a lot of times is... Yeah, obviously, um, you know, if you do define atheism as lack of belief in God, then that means you don't have to, you know, you don't have, like, a burden of proof. The burden of proof is on the person saying that God exists. Uh, but that's also not entirely, I mean, it's, that's true, but it's also true that if you say that a God doesn't exist, you also have to, you also have a burden of proof to justify why a God doesn't exist. That's true. And if you dive into the conversation, listen, I'm, I have argued with atheists right here on this show who said, uh, I'm an atheist and I can prove God doesn't exist. I mean, I will happily take the opposition on that point because I don't think that it makes sense to say uh, that it's uh, 100% certain or you can prove it or whatever. Uh, so... Yeah. So, yeah, I think those people do have the burden of proof if they are making a claim of certainty, which is why I don't, sure. and Matt generally doesn't either. Well, here's the thing. I didn't say anything about certainty. I just said about belief. And, okay. Um, so, so let me go. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, you both know the Dawkins scale. Where are you on the Dawkins scale? Uh, probably the same as Dawkins, 6.9-ish. Yeah, you okay. know, like, yeah. yeah, I know this guy you're talking about. But yeah, six in, in that, yeah, in that range. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would actually say that around a six or later does mean you believe that a god does not exist. Um, it doesn't mean you know that a god exists. It doesn't make you gnostic that you know that there's no god. It just means that you happen to be convinced or you just believe that there's no god. Because if you look at it on the other side. And when you look at if you're two on the scale, then that means you believe in God, but you don't know that there's God. So the opposite, if you got, if you're a six, means you believe there's no God, but um, you don't know that for sure. So, well, I mean, you're doing this the thing that I just said I don't do, which is tell people what they think. I mean, you you are uh, like basically okay. applying a word to people and then telling them what that uh, what word. that I'm, word I'm has to mean in their minds. Okay, huh? I'm not talking about the word anymore. All right, what are you talking? I'm, about? I'm talking about the belief specifically, the belief in God. You have a proposition of whether God exists, and you know if you take the Dawkins scale, which is actually pretty similar to how philosophy actually handles it, um, you can you can have a scale where you believe that the proposition is true and you believe the proposition is false. So, Okay, I believe it's say, probably false. And? Or you can, okay. uh, or you can evaluate the precision, uh, that position not as true or false, but that it's not true, that it hasn't met its burden of proof. Sorry, can you repeat that? I said, can you hear me? Okay. I was saying that uh, you were saying that if you presented with that proposition, you uh, you can make say that, you know, oh, you believe that is true, or you believe that it's false, but you can also say that, um, just like, kind of like in a court case type of thing, I know that I've heard that uh, example thrown around on the show before as well, but uh, you're not saying that the claim is false, but you're saying currently that it's not true, that it hasn't met its burden of proof for you to reasonably believe that the claim is 
uh, is correct. Yeah, and that's my position. I'm around the four-ish range on that stock and skip. And that's what, even in philosophy, is called Gnosticism, not being convinced of, uh, that's true and not being convinced that's false. Okay, and so, so I hate to revert to a cliche, but like unicorns. Uh, <laughs> same same position on God is on unicorns. Uh, I don't... What? I, I think, I think unicorns probably don't exist because we don't have any good reason to believe that they do. Open to changing my mind. That's my position on the Dawkins scale of unicorns. Yeah, so what I'm saying is my position is different between God and unicorns. Which is, you know, and I love saying if you say is that, um, like, like what you just said, that belief in like these fantastic things and God are, are about the same. Um, I, so, and this is what I think is like the core difference between people that like call themselves agnostic and people that call themselves atheists, is that, um, for example, me, I'm pretty sure that unicorns don't exist um, because they're literally like made up. Could you be uh, wrong? Just about. Um, depends on how you define unicorn. If you say unicorn like a horse with a horn sticking out of it, then yeah. Like, I mean, I'm probably agnostic on that for I don't, There's probably, there could be some creature out there. Okay. But, um, okay. Could if you... we're talking about Bigfoot, though, Bigfoot is a little bit more specific. People say they observe Bigfoot. Okay. I believe that Bigfoot doesn't exist. Uh, God, on the other hand, I don't have that same conviction. Okay. And that's kind of what. So. <laughs> that's why I could differentiate me from. Okay. Can, can we uh, cut yeah. to where you think you're going with this, though? Because uh, I'm, I'm feeling like me? this call is maybe running out of, uh, uh, like, educational value. Okay. Well, where, where did you think I was going? I'm asking no, you. No. Go. <laughs> oh, I thought you. Well, that, well, that was my point. Um, is that there's a lot of. You know, even though you were talking to me about people, like, telling other people what they believe and all that, uh, that's actually happened to me a lot from atheists. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, and I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there that that's a thing I want to correct that or, you know, bring bring it up as an issue. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. See ya. Uh, let's see, uh, Ram in India. Hello. 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 How are you? Yeah, hi. I'm fine. Great. Okay, uh, so I just wanted to discuss that, uh, like the universe is governed by a set of laws, which are true. Well, uh, uh, run, uh, sorry, run that by me again. Like the universe uh-huh. is governed by a set of laws, Einstein's laws and uh, quantum okay. mechanics. Governed right. is a weird word for right. the laws of physics, but okay, we'll conditionally say sure. Discovered, I would say more so uh, fits. So, so, so the universe works by the way that these laws are true and the rest everything is false. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And? Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we somehow don't seem to have that. We can have imagination in which we can. I mean, consciousness is so weird in that 
we can think about things which are false we can uh-huh. think about things which don't exist we can think about uh, all sorts of things uh, uh, yeah but i mean those those things are still governed by a set of rules i mean you know what what we believe yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just use right, the right, same right. word right. Right. <laughs> uh, we are conscious so but we are still part of the universe right yeah so right. we are so we are like a prop, the consciousness is like a property of the universe the universe displays this property through us um again i'm not quite with you in the way you phrased that you didn't understand uh, i i think i mean man i am so tempted to descend into computer giant into computer science jargon about <laughs> like setting up things with properties and defining programs that can have uh that can be correct or incorrect in their output yes exactly exactly um, exactly so, so that is <laughs> What's that? You don't even. What do you mean exactly? Isn't that the correct way to understand the universe? Huh? Say it again. Isn't that the correct way to understand the universe? Isn't that the best possible way to understand the universe? If you go about doing that, if you go about saying that uh, everything is governed by a set of laws. And, uh, okay, but so you're, you're just repeating the first thing I said that I wasn't quite sure about your wording there. But sorry, I'm I'm nitpicking right now because I'm not sure um, okay, what you're aiming for. Package, let me repackage it. Uh, so like, uh, we choose our own purpose, right? Like we we don't have any purpose in life. Like humans, uh, we, like Sartre said, that we don't have like a purpose in life. We define our own purpose. You you are most. Hey, listen, yeah. Ram. Uh, I I feel like maybe we're starting from the wrong end of this argument. Uh, you, uh, it says on the call screen that you're a theist and you're giving a different definition for God, right? Uh-huh. Um, maybe yeah. maybe give the definition first and then refine it. Why? Why is that the way? Huh? Why is that the way? Why is this not the way? I'm trying to explain you logically. You're not trying to. Understand I don't know because you're speaking in vague generalities, and you're trying to make us guess at whether we agree with this thing that might be setting up something that doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, I'd I'd like to see the headline first on this story. What? Basically, what I want to say is mm-hmm. consciousness is a fundamental property of the universe. What? Consciousness is your, a fundamental. Your phone's cutting in and out a little. It's it's a bit hard to hear you. I'm sorry about that. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to say that consciousness uh-huh. is like the fun is a fundamental part of the universe. I don't know what that means. Right, I don't. It's like space, like time, uh, like uh, it's like space and time are the fundamental properties of the universe, right? Well, let let me ask you this: uh, Is Thursday a fundamental part of the universe? Like the concept of the day of the week, Thursday. Time is uh, it's just a slice of time, right? It's just it's just a point of time. Okay, mm-hmm. but I mean we we have defined like if, yeah. So, like, if you imagine the universe as like a set of coordinates, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a space with time. Which has uh, 
so everything is either x y z these are the x y z coordinates and time so that's like if you try to imagine the universe like that okay like i mean I that that seems like a very reductionist way of thinking about the universe to me but uh we'll go, but i mean you could go with that so uh like like you like uh you can say that you were like the big bang right uh-huh i was like the big bang once okay you were like one thing right you and i were like one uh like, we were like one so well i mean no because i think i think uh that although i have some like atoms and molecules and things that are part of the universe i don't think that uh what i consider me existed before i was born and certainly not 14 billion years before i was born so i don't think i would go with that i mean the matter that makes me up was part of the big bang yeah Uh, have you like ever tried to meditate huh like close your eyes and uh, thought about nothing close your eyes and just thought about nothing try to think about nothing I feel try like i'm doing that mind. right now <laughs> uh-huh. so that's good so, uh, so that's what i wanted to talk about uh, right what's that what's the feeling that you experience when you do that i don't know what what, what you're like you're conscious but uh, the feeling is like you're like merged with uh, uh, the universe so like no, i'm i'm not really understanding where it's <laughs> uh, coming from honestly hmm like haven't you guys ever tried to meditate sure like, yeah So what's that feeling? You you know that feeling, right? What's that feeling? I don't know. Do you I want me know. to define it or come up with some word that that is like some new age new age buzzword that people would say? Try to define in words what you try to experience. Why? Because then we'll be one step closer to you discovering the truth, which is which is that consciousness is a fundamental property of the universe i still don't know what that means you're conscious right aha mhm we have to be conscious about something right so we are uh, so when you're in that mode when you're like meditating you're experiencing uh, experience you're not thinking about any thought you're experiencing experience you're and that is the real truth right? like people who are blind can't see so uh, for them people who, who who have always been blind they can't, they could never see so they, they don't have visual effect okay. for that they can't in 3d space so, this is where uh, i usually quote mystery men about why am i balancing a tack hammer on my head <laughs> uh i mean it seems like you are saying things like you're putting words together in a way that sounds very deep and profound to you uh but it strikes me as the kind of thing that uh um D- daniel dennett would refer to as a deepity which which is just basically 
things that sound profound but aren't really. Okay, so how is that not profound? Uh, I mean, it 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 <laughs> just isn't impressing me as profound in the way that it's obviously impressing you. I would still, I guess, want some clarification on uh, consciousness being a, a fundamental property of the universe. Yeah, I, are I'm you not saying, understanding. Are you saying <laughs> that it's possible to conceive of a universe where there isn't anything conscious? I don't know. There's like one universe. I don't know. What? There's only one universe, right? So I can't really speculate on universes, but I can say that this universe is consciousness. Well, sure, and, but uh, I mean, uh, again, this universe also has Thursdays. It has a block of time set up, set off in regular groups of seven that's basically respect to the arbitrary time as measured by the rotation of our planet. Um, Thursday exists in some sense, but that doesn't mean that Thursday is a fundamental property of the universe. That was my point. Okay, uh... So, I mean, if you want to say there are conscious things in the universe, I'm totally with you. If you want to say consciousness is a fundamental property of the universe, you'd have to explain to me what that means, because I don't get it. Like, you have... uh, So, what I want to say that uh, when you close your eyes and you don't think about anything, then, then you... That's like the only experience that you have, right? And uh, that is something that the universe created. Hey, hey Ram. Ram, do you want to know what nothing sounds like? Here. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Now you know. Yeah, that one, I was... Uh, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm almost curious now. It's like the, a fundamental property of the universe. I don't know if that meant that the universe wouldn't be able to exist without. Yeah. Was like that. That I, I didn't. Uh, versus being just an emergent property of our biology, as far as we can understand. That's, I don't know. I know that if, G- gotten, if Deepak Chopra went oh, in front of boy. an audience and said that, everybody would go, "Ooh, he's so wise." Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm not one of those people. So. John in South Carolina, how are you doing? Hey, Russell, you gotten any pussy lately, you fucking coon hound? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, well, we have some very well-educated and smart callers today, and I hope we talk to them. <laughs> Flower in Phoenix. Oh, wow. Hello? Hello. Uh... You guys, uh, I'm I'm not Flower. I'm Keith. Oh, um, well, are you in Phoenix? Her. We we might have. Uh, yes, I'm talking for her. She's oh, oh, right oh, here. oh! I gotcha. Oh, okay. Hi, Flower and, you guys and Keith. Her off because everybody was making fun of the Indian guy. And she oh. has a bad accent. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, we weren't making fun of him for his accent. If that is yeah, not at all. People in the in the chat were oh, oh okay. People in the chat. Look, not everybody has English as their native language, uh, and and it's very brave of people to call in speaking a language that uh, that is not their main language. Uh, 
we were making fun of Rand because his ideas were terrible, not because of his voice. Oh, okay, but uh, my wife has been a Muslim all her life. Mm-hmm. No, no other religion. Um, and she wants to leave, but she's confused. Um, you understand? Uh, I, I don't know how. To... Well, uh, Keith, um, are are you a Muslim? Uh. For her sake, yes. Hmm. Uh, what were you before you met her? A Muslim. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. But you have... Are, <laughs> you're saying for her sake, it sounds like you are not really convinced of Islam. Uh, yes, that would be correct. Uh, see, what, what she did today is she uh-huh. spoke to some of her family members Mm-hmm. Now she doesn't usually wear the head head scarf, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the tudong, as they call it, where she comes from. Uh, but yeah. she put it on so that she would appear to them mm. to be Muslim. Okay. And she doesn't usually like normally, like right now, she's not in front of the camera, so she she doesn't have it on. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So uh, far, yeah. Uh, and I. Uh, and she does things to appear to be a Muslim. And uh-huh. well, I'm, I'm, I'm very sad that I'm very sad that she feels that level of social pressure to do something that mm-hmm. she obviously doesn't really want to do. I think that uh, I think that that's a terrible thing to inflict on somebody. Uh, the way I'm going to say it, the way she put it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says that, you know, you know her, her family, when she was little, they, they brought her through, you know, they weren't rich and they weren't educated or mm-hmm. they were not, you know, they were people that the Chinese were all intent and purpose forgot. You know, they, they, she lived in northern China, born and raised there. Mm. And... Uh, let me see how, how can I say. Um, you know, and then when she came here, all things changed. She saw different things, different kinds of people. You know, the weather is not, you know, it's not snowing in, you know, <laughs> it's hot when it's snowing over there. You, you understand? It's mm-hmm. a different thing. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. So she, she look, looked around and said, you know, maybe this Muslim stuff isn't all real or all true or but she respects her family for bringing her up in the best way that they knew how mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it, you know they they you know they're farmers for the most part and very um how can i say successful at it where they live yeah and they believe some of that is because they they're muslim i, I guess with well the, I, I mean, it, you don't mean that they're successful because they're Muslims. Uh, oh, no, they're no. successful because they farm. <laughs> right, right. They, okay. They do the work. Uh, uh, but but, but y- she wants to not 
fake anymore. This is what she's saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, um, it's possible to love and respect and appreciate someone for the things that they do and still not agree with them on some very important fundamental uh, philosophical points. Uh, and there are lots of people in my life that I appreciate and enjoy talking to, um, but we don't see eye to eye on certain things. And I think that if your wife has a family that she feels that level of pressure from, that she has to put on this article of clothing that uh, that may symbolize sort of the subjugation of women, um, maybe they would try to make her feel guilty and tell her that they that she doesn't really love them if she were to come out and say that she didn't believe in Islam anymore. But I'm telling you uh, that that's not true, and they're not connected to each other. Um, having a, a core set of philosophical beliefs is a very personal thing, and it shouldn't just be dictated by you automatically believe whatever your family raised you to believe. Yeah, and I, I, I sympathize... Uh... With her, you know, every every situation is unique, uh, but we've seen a lot of stories. We've heard a lot of um, experiences that people have had as far as you know having to stay in the closet when it came to their family. I mean, it it's similar to what um, people that come out as um, you know whether any part of the LGBT uh, spectrum or even coming out atheist or non-believer or switching beliefs from one belief system to another that's not the mainstream in your family, that it can create strain. It can be scary, honestly. And so the situation that you're describing where she's uh, putting on the head garb to um, try to emulate that she's a, still a part of that religion, it's not, it's not necessarily so uncommon. Uh, it's an experience that a lot of people do um, have, but... No, it's hard to say that of like where you should go with it because it depends on how she feels, how comfortable she is um, with that relationship. You know, does she know what kind of? I'm assuming she wants to keep a good relationship with her family. That, that's what it seems like from what you've been describing so far. That she values that relationship that she has uh, with her family, and you know, they. It's possible that they may accept. Uh, her non-belief, you know, um, just to be her as she is, but it's also possible that uh, they may be very adverse to it. It just depends on the situation. But only, you know, only you all know best for that situation and how they might react. Um, it's just, it's so unique to, uh, for me to say, like, you, you should do X. It's hard to really say that uh, because it's your situation. It's your, you know, unique set of circumstances. But... Um, I'm not sure what she wants. That she's not um, here to kind of um, voice what she uh, wants to get out of it. Like, just I would want a little bit more information before even delving into it at all. But you no, know, I would just have advice for her to say, kind of, she needs to think about what she actually wants. Like, what kind of relationship does she want? Does she value it enough to keep this to herself, or is it worth it to her to go ahead and come out of that closet to them and be herself and? Um, to kind of face those consequences, whatever uh, those be. And I hate that that's even an, um, something that you have to consider um, that anyone has to go through to say that, oh, my family, oh, they may reject me, they may kick me out, or, um, you know, they may 
uh, cut me off and never want to speak to me again or want to see my kids or et cetera, et cetera. That is a, yeah, it, it's a definite possibility on that side. And right. so I, I just, I feel so bad for her in that situation that that's even something that she has to consider at all. But yeah, well, <laughs> and also, I mean, I feel like I would be remiss not to uh, just check for the sake of uh, asking uh, she doesn't feel like their her family would be likely to to commit any kind of violence in retaliation. I mean, it it depends on uh, what kind of Muslim background she comes from. Does she? Oh no, she doesn't. Uh, let's see. You mean physically threatened with physical harm? Yeah. Uh, no, no. No, I, I she doesn't okay. feel that at all. Okay. Um, okay. But, but uh, some. Um, uh, well, this morning is is I got on her pretty mm-hmm. hard. You understand what I mean about mm-hmm. hiding because I caught her this morning doing what I just said. You know, wearing the the hijab um, uh-huh. and talking to her mm-hmm. family, and she, I don't know, she say hi. Yeah. Oh, What's that? She said hi, I think, oh, in the background. Hi. <laughs> hi, Flower. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you're not saying this, but I also imagine it's a little awkward and uncomfortable for you because uh, in order for her to keep up this pretense that she's a, still a sincere Muslim, there has to be some amount where where you're basically called on to uh, lie or at least not fill in things that you know uh, in order to keep up the the cover, right? I want her to stop doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotcha. That's, and then the second, and then when she, uh, let's see, how can I, when she, you know, I didn't like fuss at her a lot. Like, I just kind of got on her. And then she said to me, do you, do you know, how, how would you feel? She said she would feel like Something like a, a, an illegal immigrant, if she got uh, distance from her family. Do, do you, under, do you mm. understand that? You mean she would feel like she like was nobody, uh, like like a nobody, like you mm. know, just somebody walking around that couldn't read or you know couldn't ask for directions or anything because to yeah. her, her family is like almost. Everything. <laughs> well, yeah. unfortunately, I mean, there's this idea that people have that uh, your family should always love and accept you unconditionally. And I can tell you from a lot of people I've talked to that that isn't always true. So sometimes you just have to recalibrate who are the people in your life that give you the support that you need. And if you don't have enough of those people, and if it turns out that your family aren't those people because their love is conditional on you accepting this thing that they've always taught you that actually doesn't make any sense, then there's nothing wrong with, I mean, first of all, grieving the loss of that connection. That's Mm -hmm. perfectly valid. But then also going out and looking for other people to give you the kind of positive interactions that everybody wants in their life. And I hope yeah. that you are yeah, one of them, Keith. Uh, yeah, like, I, I support her, but 
what I'm asking for is help. Do you guys have any help for people that are, because I don't really know what to do. Uh, is this all a good I know is I'm tired of this game that she's doing. That, that's all I'm tired. You know, I know. But we need help. That's what I'm asking. Is there any help? Um, it depends what kind of help you're looking for because maybe the... I don't know everything about your situation since I'm not talking to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys need to work this out with a marriage counselor of some kind. Not because I think that, you know... Like, your marriage is definitely in trouble or anything like that. But because it sounds like she's doing something that's hurting you. Mm -hmm. And you are frustrated at this thing that is maybe an unfair burden on you. uh, And you can't make her uh, define her interactions with her family in a way that she doesn't want uh, and it also sounds like it's important enough to her to yeah. keep um, doing this thing. She really values that uh, relationship that, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Were you? Were well, you no, I mean, you're right. I was, cause um, I was also going to suggest um, for your wife that, you know, it may be, uh, may be helpful for, for her to talk so, uh, to someone else in regards to, I was going to suggest the uh, Recovering from Religion hotline. Uh, hotline. Yeah, I was thinking um, about that, too. For her to maybe call in and to talk to someone, you know, a non-judgmental person to kind of um, work through what she's feeling in regards to, you know, your all's relationship between each other, her relationship to her family, and um, what she values, and kind of uh, hopefully they can kind of help her flesh out what she's feeling to relate to you, like, how she feels about this and how she wants to go about it. But that also could be helpful for her to um, be exposed to uh, other options, other opinions on the matter and kind of get a better understanding of, you know, where she is and, you know, what she's doing, how it's affecting you. And, yeah, and you can find uh, that at recoveringfromreligion.org. Uh, and there's a big green phone number right there on the front page. That you can call if you want want somebody outside to talk to, uh, and I understand if she's uncomfortable coming on a TV show and airing sure, out sure. airing out what she has to say in front of everybody. But it would be helpful for her to maybe talk to somebody who isn't us and isn't you, because uh, sometimes that helps. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, yeah. I think I got too emotional with her this morning. I'm writing what you said down right now. What was that? Atheist Recovering from Religion dot org, and, and it's a website. Recovering from Religion dot org. Yeah, and there's a phone number that you can call on the front page. Right, and it's just a a service that's um, provided that you can just call and talk to a, a trained counselor about. You know, I don't what even, I'm not sure how trained they are. I mean, a lot of them are volunteers. And sure, in fact, sure. there's, if for atheists listening to the show right now, they could always use volunteers. And so if you go to the sure. same page, uh, you can uh, find out how to volunteer mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, but there, there's training that's done. I talked to Daryl Ray about that a couple okay. weeks ago. There's training done bef- before any volunteers are approved to actually work oh, yeah, uh, sure. the hard line. So. Yeah, I would suggest that, and hopefully that can help her kind of understand what's uh, in her head and help kind of relay that to you, how she's feeling, and hopefully you know, try to get a little more understanding on where you both are coming from with this, and hopefully that 
can aid you in finding some kind of resolution that's mutually beneficial, hopefully. Right. And between the two of you, in addition to that, uh, you know, I think that uh, calling the show might be helpful to you, not because we're going to give you any brilliant advice, but because maybe it sparked a conversation that you weren't having. And uh, maybe the thing to do next is talk to each other and see if you can reach some kind of understanding about how you're both feeling and and how this clash is affecting your relationship and see if you can work out some kind of compromise. Okay. Yeah, that's probably I'm going to get a I'm going to go to this website like and we're going to look at it and maybe you know if she's talking I'm pretty sure that she would talk one-on-one with one of your counselors as long as it's not broadcast. <laughs> right, right. That, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a very no. different style than yeah than this, but yeah, that's just a one-on-one thing, and it's um, anonymous to a degree. And I believe that it was, you know, it's it's very different than what you're doing right now. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. She said she would. So let me let me go ahead and hang up because I, I don't want to lose this moment. She, she okay. 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 Uh, thank you, guys. Tell uh, each other right, you love luck. each other, and uh, you know, good luck to you. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, uh, we got time for maybe one or two more people. We're going to talk to Josh in Dallas. Oh, detail. How's it going, guys? Doing very well. Fine, thanks. Hey, man, I can just get to it really quick if uh, I know uh, the show's about to end. But I am a theist. Mm-hmm. And um, my question would be, does the Big Bang point to God? Obviously, we're going to say no. Next question. <laughs> right. Right. And so my follow-up would be, um, Does would you say that natural forces cause the Big Bang? Uh, I think the answer to what caused the Big Bang is we don't know. There are too many possibilities, and there is no good way to investigate it that we've discovered yet. So... So there is a possibility that some supernatural force caused the Big Bang? There's a possibility, but I'd need a reason to believe that that's in any way likely. Right. And subsequent to that evidence, uh, servicing and us analyzing and peer reviewing, et cetera, would be the time to actually uh, look at that as a reasonable uh, as a reasonable solution to that problem. So, um, so just from the evidence that we have today... Um, we would say that um, causes, there are always causes for um, certain um, things, correct? I mean, the things thing. just don't come in and out of existence without a cause. Generally, that would be outsider experience, yeah. Uh, although, you know, there's weird stuff in physics like yeah. matter-antimatter uh, reaction or not... There's weird stuff like matter and antimatter particles spontaneously spawning off uh, with no apparent reason. But I'm not a physicist, so I'm not going to get into the weeds with that thing. No, I have heard those points before, like the Mm -hmm. cosmic rebound and um, the uncertainty, imaginary time type, type stuff. But obviously I would agree that we do not have all information, so... I think you could say that those particles coming in and out of existence do have a cause. We just don't know what it is. 
Well, you could say that, but you'd be guessing. Yeah, in the same way, could I turn that around and say um, that since we don't know, it could possibly be a intelligent mind. Uh, same that, answer. Uh, you could say that, but you'd be guessing. And also, you'd be dragging in a whole bunch of uh, really complicated uh, hidden assumptions uh, about things that uh, would be themselves very difficult to explain. Like, where did that intelligence come from? But right. you're, you're, you're presupposing that this intelligence had a cause. Well, <laughs> see, this is, God. I mean, this is strange because a minute ago you were trying to sell me on the idea that everything has to have a cause. Well, no, no, the Christian God um, claims to be the I am, the well, Christians the claim that the Christian God yeah. is that. <laughs> I don't know that the Christian God claims anything since I don't mm -hmm. believe that it exists. I mean, at no, but but the 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 Christian God or the or the Bible claims that right. The character in God. a story in the Bible claims that, but that doesn't really tell me anything useful. Yeah, well, um, what it's stating is this: this God obviously has to have certain characteristics, of course, that can account for um, the, a cause of the universe. How can you account for something that is it's with a, an explanation that isn't accounted for itself? Well, that, that's the whole purpose of the, the Christian God. It is an eternal God. <laughs> yes, the purpose of the Christian thing. God is to come up with a hand-wavy exp explanation for things that you don't understand and say, now that we've come up with that hand-wavy explanation, we don't have to look into it any further. Right. The most I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah, the most, um, considering the evidence that we have been able to ascertain as of now, uh, the most we can say is uh, we're not sure... Um, what caused uh, the Big Bang or what set off that chain or explosion or however you want to describe it, and that until such uh, evidence, whether that's our technology that proceeds, you know, maybe we invent something new that can look a little bit further than we have in the past or uh, find some new math or science that can better explain um, what's going on, the best that we have is, hey, we're not currently sure right now, but we're trying to figure it out, and once we do, then we'll proceed uh after that point, but to start uh, kind of not even really hypothesizing, I guess guessing would be the best uh, term that Russell used about yeah. what that yeah, cause would be and uh, if a cause even existed at all and attributes of said cause, uh, that's getting way ahead of the current knowledge that we uh, currently possess. And so I would really caution to hold off on such declarations until we actually have more evidence to go in that direction in the first place. Well, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so you would you would pull certain characteristics from this individual if you read Genesis one one. Um, yeah, but that, by, that, that unfortunately that doesn't get us really anywhere. They we have what you're presenting is a story in a book, but there's thousands of stories and thousands of books that you know that other people have, and so you presented one, but that particular one doesn't have any. Uh, credible scientific evidence that can further our understanding of the Big Bang further than it no, is no, currently. It does, though. It does because it goes well with the Big Bang theory that we have currently. It goes hand in hand. I mean, no, I'm no, not going to. I'm not going to go with you if you think that you would like. 
So, not as scientific, it, so it it's does, not it's only not as scientific way. as I would like, but a lot of things in the Bible are directly contradictory to a lot of things that science has concluded. Yeah. And also that reasoning that you're using, you're saying that the Christian God, that fits perfectly with what you have. So that would also mean that if someone came up with a better story that better fit with the uh, evidence that we currently have any. now, well, that, see, that's the thing. But if someone made something up, then that would also oh. that would also fit into that portion. So at that point, but where would true, we go from that to evaluate which one is correct or not? Okay, can I can I say this? If mm-hmm. the first verse of the Bible is very credible, then the rest can also be credible. Is it very? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the first? But verse but I mean, that everything yeah. came into existence um, uh-huh. instantaneously. Um, time, space, and matter, and the ver- the verse, the first verse of the Bible cl- states that. Uh huh. So, yeah. So, if so the Bible were credible about this guy existing out, uh, before anything was mm-hmm. created, and he said, "Hmm, there's no light. Let there be light," and then that happened, then sure, once you're willing to swallow that, uh, I'm sure the rest of it makes tons of sense. No, but, yeah, I mean, you're making it out to be is, uh, you're almost being sarcastic or, no, but it, it is credible. It, it, I mean, if, if a, if a, um, a scripture, this document, thousands of years old, claims that some being created space, time, and matter instantaneously, and with modern science that we have today, is saying that exact same thing. Mm, Should yeah. we not give it the respect <laughs> due? Well, it's saying that exact same thing. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, but if you find a source like that which turns out to be credible, then let us know because the Bible isn't it. Right? Because yeah, okay. you're. you're oh, we uh, gotta go. Uh, all right. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really thanks for calling. All right. uh, and yeah. that's our show. We'll be on next week. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Atheist Experience. Thanks to our crew that does an amazing job all the time. Hello, Whoa. studio audience. Thank you. <laughs> well, I will add one uh, yes. last point on that last okay. question uh, that he said, because he said, you know, if these passages fit yeah. so well into what uh, we already know, then, you know, wouldn't that be uh, basically a thing? But know what you would have then if you if you say you have the story, you have these documents that uh, detail this explanation, then the next step would be to start formulating hypotheses and start testing for that to we, so we can actually find out if uh, those claims are credible and then we move on to the next step but it doesn't seem like people are really putting in that let work to really uh, nail down some testable experiments that we can uh, further that evidence for but it would I be mean. great if believers could raise their standards like that <laughs> Uh, thank you, Phil, for coming on uh, and uh, see you next week bye all uh, we're going to the Star of India. Now. Oh, of course, and Star of India. It's right. delicious. Bye. <laughs>
You know, the Atheist Experience is made possible by volunteers and the generous support of viewers like you. If the promotion of positive atheist culture and separation of church and state are values that you hold, please consider contributing by becoming an ACA member or visiting our product page at EvolveFish.com under the Partner tab. Thank you.